the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When does David Dorn's family get invited to the White House? George Floyd's family was invited yesterday, got the personal tour from the President of the United States, all part of the commemoration of Floyd's death. Uh, Much was made of the one-year anniversary yesterday. Uh, including a one-hour-long special somewhere on the life of George Network, uh, one of the networks on uh, George Floyd. I made a point to miss that, but uh, he's been elevated to sainthood because he was the victim of what was be- has been determined as a murder by a jury. But nothing for David Dorn. He's a 77-year-old or was a 77-year-old retired police captain who was working as a security guard for a pawn shop and was murdered during the riots in St. Louis following George's death. He also had a family, and they're not going to get $27 million in a lawsuit like George's family. So I don't think he's going to, or they're going to. And as far as I know, he wasn't high on a lethal dose of drugs the night that he was killed. And I'm pretty sure he never spent any time in prison. And I'm pretty sure he never held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly and told her he was going to kill her and her baby during a robbery if she didn't give him the drugs he was looking for. Now, you can think whatever you want to think about uh, Derek Chauvin, whether he deserved to be found guilty, whether he deserves to spend the rest of his life in prison. And whatever you think of George Floyd, he did not deserve to die that night in Minneapolis. He did not. But the question for everybody should be, does he deserve to be elevated to sainthood, which he's on the way to doing? And should he be a civil rights icon? It would be interesting to know if they talked about George in the schools yesterday, and if they did, was he portrayed as a saint to the kids, or were the kids told about him holding the gun to a woman's belly, and were the kids told that he had spent his life in and out of prison, that he tried to pass a counterfeit bill, and that the coroner said that he probably would have died of a drug overdose even if he hadn't encountered Derek Chauvin? Would have been a good idea to at least mention that, I think. I don't know. I have a feeling they weren't uh, told all that stuff. In our second half hour tonight, I'm going to talk to Bob Woodson, who has started something called 1776 Unites. It's in response to the 1619 Project. And I'm going to talk to him about everything that's followed George Floyd's death and whether it's been a good thing for the country and for black people specifically. He's a veteran of the civil rights movement and a black man. Also coming up after the break, a doctor who co-authored a piece in the Washington Post today who says masks, plexiglass barriers, and heavy cleaning in schools was a waste of time and it's time to let kids live normal lives stick around hey i'm andy if you don't know me it's probably because i'm not famous but i did start a men's grooming company called harry's the idea for harry's came out of a frustrating experience i had buying razor blades most brands were overpriced overdesigned, and out of touch at harry's our approach is simple here's our secret We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, 
We hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA, and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. That's regularly sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. Kings are only five dollars more. All my pillow products come with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets this is the john steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer well school's going to be letting out in about two weeks and it will have been a major waste of time this uh, past school year for a lot of kids some kids may not even be in school yet and there are still people out there saying that they should mask up for the summer when they do finally get out dr lucy mcbride is a practicing internist who is uh, is co-author of a, a piece in today's washington post with the headline, it's time for children to get fi- finally finally get back to normal life. It's time for children to finally get back to normal life is uh, what I tried to say there. She joins us now. Uh, Dr. McBride, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to, to be here. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what qualifies as normal now? Let's start with that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, normal has to be in a, a set of quotes, right, because... Everything has changed um, over the last 15 months, and there are parts of normal we certainly want to bring back to our post-pandemic life, but there are parts of normal we want to leave behind. What's clear right now, though, is that the science is there to support um, taking masks off outside for kids, adults, anyone who is vaccinated or unvaccinated. Outdoor transmission of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, is just not happening um, in enough of a, of a way that it warrants outdoor masking. If you want to mask outside, you can. If you have a vulnerability medically that, and, or you just feel more comfortable in a mask, that should be your option. But a mandate 
should go, particularly for camp when kids really need to be, you know, free and enjoy some of the benefits of the collective progress we've made. Yeah, um, but there are still people in authority out there, whether it be some medical people or government people, saying kids should continue to wear masks. I think, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm pretty sure that there are kids in schools here in Western PA still wearing masks. Uh, why? Yeah, so why I, I shouldn't mean, they? Well, I think what's happening is, you know, the CDC is, 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 is speaking to a very wide, diverse population, as you know. There are people on the one hand here who don't believe COVID is real, and there are people on the other side who think that after vaccination they still need to double mask. So I think the CDC is erring on the side of caution here. The problem is there are harms of an excessive caution posture. In other words, when the facts don't support a mandate to mask outside, there are harms. There are harms of masking kids outside in the hot summer sun. There are social emotional costs of, of limiting kids' activities when they really need the social emotional you know, benefits of you know, seeing their friends and being unrestricted. And they can. The facts support it. There are always going to, be, going to be vulnerable people in our population or kids, for example, who live with high-risk adults. That is my job. Those are my patients. And I counsel those patients individually one at a time on how to mitigate risk. But the problem is we're seeing an aggressive attempt to mitigate disease in a population. Kids who don't typically get that sick from COVID have enormous costs to their mental health. Yeah, and uh, has COVID-19 been any worse for kids than the flu in, in the past? You know, it, it's, it's hotly debated, but in general, you know, it, it, if you compare it to one of the worst flu seasons, right now it's, it's generally less bad than the flu. Um, and so, you know, we, we need to remember to put these statistics in context that, you know, long COVID in children, while it can happen, is rarer than previously thought. Um, and then, you know, there's been some studies about kids' hearts after um, COVID-19, and, and there's been little evidence that the disease affects kids' hearts. Um, and, and then more importantly, you know, as adults are vaccinated in this, in this country, kids are indirectly protected. So we see in real time the case rates dropping in our country, and that includes the case rates for kids, even unvaccinated kids. They are indirectly protected by adults having immunity and not transmitting it as much to other people once they've been vaccinated. Now, for the past year, uh, and I, when I read the, the piece uh, that you co-authored in the, in the Washington Post today, we're talking to Dr. Lucy McBride, who co-authored the piece uh, called It's Time for Children to uh, Finally Get Back to Normal Life. Um, uh, for the past year for me, when I've heard government officials or anybody, uh, and some of the medical people when I see them on television, wherever, uh, justifying restrictions for kids, they would say, we want to make sure we keep the kids safe. And my response has been, safe from what? Because Well, that's a you, great question. I mean, what are the, uh, you pointed out in, here about, uh, in, in the piece here about how uh, unlikely it is that they're going to get, first of all, even get the disease, and if they do, that they're going to have any serious problems with it. And, and and everything was justified by the governor or whoever was speaking at the time saying, our number one objective is to keep the kids safe. I, I, of course it is. But what are they keep being kept safe from? What's the danger for a well, kid I'm talking let's about? Talk, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about risk. So this is why hopefully I will always have a job is because, you know, risk is everywhere. 
Um, yeah. There are harms of doing and there are harms of not doing. There are risks of, of action and there are risks of inaction. So when we talk about safety, we have to talk about, you know, all types of safety. There are kids dying from suicide. There are kids right. suffering silently behind closed doors from isolation, loneliness, depression, anxiety, and trauma. And it is a lot harder to measure the mental health toll on kids than it is to measure distance between two desks or, you know, how, how much air, air turns over in a, in a room. But let me say this, though. Kids can get sick. Kids have tragically died from COVID-19. 300 children thereabouts have died, and that's 300 too many lives lost. But when you look at the relative risk on kids from COVID-19, and it's very, very low, and then the, the, the enormous harms to children from restrictions that are not rooted in science, you know, it, it's really time to make a hard right turn on the, the public health guidelines. And it's also time for parents to make a hard right turn in their internal narrative about how, you know, vigilant they need to be to protect their kids. Because again, if your kid is pandemic proof and is fine wearing a mask outside and has, you know, blossomed into this, you know, introverted, you know, kid and really loves, um, you know, being at home more, then that's great. But, but, but most kids need school, camp, normalcy to be healthy mentally and therefore physically. So harms are everywhere and safety means a lot of different things. What is the uh, overall survival survival rate of this disease right now? It's over 99%, isn't it? I mean, well, just it, depends totally, on who, it depends on who you're talking about. I mean, it depends on who you're talking about. Like my patient, you know, I've had patients die from COVID-19, my adult vulnerable patients. Um, but in kids, I mean, the risk is really, really, really tiny. And just remember as well that, you know, with each passing day, as more shots go into American arms and as herd immunity, which is obviously a, 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 a term that, that as, the, as the virus is contained more and more, let's put it that way. And as, you know, more people in the country have immune protection from the vaccine and are therefore not transmitting the virus to other people, kids are indirectly protected. So we're also looking at an ongoing improvement in the odds that kids would get infected in the first place and then get severely ill. So, you know, it's right now somewhere between, it's like a 0.0007% chance that a close contact will transmit infection to a child. I mean, that's the data we put in our, in our piece because, you know, the, you can do the math. You can look at how much COVID is in the population right now today, look at the risk for transmission, and then you look at, um, you know, you look at the, the public health landscape and how things are shifting, and it's only getting better every single day. And it's already, it's, so we're talking about low risk today and even lower tomorrow. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, I don't even know how to read point zero 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 four zeros in the seven after right. the, after the decimal. I don't even know what that. Right. I don't know how to say what that is, but I, I know that it's a real small number. And that's for that's yeah. that's what you say is a, uh, a close contact. Uh, it's uh, for kids. It's zero point zero 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 seven percent outdoors. It's one thousand times lower. I don't even you right. can't. I don't have enough space on this sheet here to put those right. that, that many zeros on here. It's almost so low risk that it makes you really sort of wonder and really, really wonder what is going on with these mandates. Now, look, I have great respect for Rochelle Walensky and the CDC. We need public health institutions to help guide us through, you know, hard times like this, right. but we also need to trust the CDC 
that they will issue nuanced guidance as the public health landscape changes and as the math in front of our eyes is clear. Um, and also recognize that people have broad human needs. It's, it's important not to get, you know, sick with a virus, um, although let's face it, kids don't get that sick in general. It's also important. Health is also defined as more than not getting a virus. It's, it's defined as social emotional wellness. It's defined as getting exercise, you know, eating healthy, feeling, you know, like a, like a normal person. And, you know, you and I have been around the block enough times that we, we have maybe some more coping skills to deal with this kind of trauma, but kids are so, so vulnerable. I don't know if you saw the news in Colorado, but, um, you know, there's an enormous uptick in suicides. I mean, not just in Colorado, but that was being reported yesterday. It's all over yeah. the country. Yeah, I saw that. In this yeah. community where I am in D.C., um, we're, there, are, there are suicides in high school kids. I mean, it's happening, you know, not uncommonly. And it's just so, so sad. And those are the kids who are being counted as mental health, you know, losses. I mean, the, the unmeasurable losses are therefore, you know, unmeasurable. And so we need to really, really think about what it means to be healthy. It's not just about not getting COVID. It's about being normal when we can. Yeah, and, and uh, we're talking to Dr. Lucy McBride, and you can see the piece at thewashingtonpost.com. It's, uh, uh, she's a co-author of it. Uh, there's some amazing stuff in there, Doctor, and uh, one, of my, one thing that really jumped out at me was, according to this report that you guys wrote, lower classroom density was associated with higher rates of infection. What the heck does that mean? So it's, it's interesting that that data came out from my friend, Emily Oster's um, school dashboard. And so what she found is interesting is that kids are actually safer <laughs> in schools. Now, th- th- now that, 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 that's the data. It doesn't yeah. mean there's necessarily, there can be some confounding variables there, right? To be clear. Yeah. So it could be that, you know, classroom density is a proxy for communities of parents who are so invested in making sure the kids are safe in school that they do everything they can and, you know, invest money, time, and energy to make sure the kids are safe in the classroom. So I'm guessing there's some of that, right? Because there's, right, a lot of parents are motivated to have their kids in school and will do whatever it takes. They will, you know, work from home if they're able to make sure that their kids can be in school. So, but the point is that, you know, there's nothing there that says, you know, being in school is dangerous, right? So that's what that data is, is showing us. And, you know, more study is, is warranted, but, you know, again, let's go to the big picture here. Kids need school, like fish need water, and we need to do everything we can to protect their mental and physical health. I mean, some but kids need school the, for safety and for food. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, this has, been, this has gone on since last March when kids were yanked out of school. Uh, kids couldn't graduate, couldn't go to the prom. Uh, athletes couldn't play their spring sports. And right. um, we're now finding out that, uh, according to your report, the masks and the plexiglass barriers didn't do any good, and they're they're more likely to have effect, become infected in a in a uncrowded school uh, in a classroom than in a crowded classroom. Who who are these people who came up with this stuff for a year and ruined the millions of people's lives? I mean, what are they gonna are they gonna apologize for that? You know what. I live in Washington, D.C., and I live and breathe the political air. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want to blame or shame anybody, although I it do. is tempting to. 
I can hear I mean, that. I know that's um, not your job, but it is my job. And I mean, because I saw, I I've seen it's it, what what you have in this piece here that all this stuff didn't work, and and they tortured people for over a year with this stuff. Listen, I am with you, and that's why I have been in a dead sprint for 15 months writing this COVID newsletter, trying to help people make sense of the news and understand it in real time, the facts and the science, and, and really, really, so that, that's where I kind of got my, I mean, I've been practicing medicine for 20 years, but I started writing this COVID newsletter that sort of went viral, if you will, and it's, it, I'm trying to provide a, like a, a sane voice in the midst of this chaotic situation to anyone who wants to listen. Um, my point is that, yeah, I mean, we need some explaining. We need some figure. We need some. We need some. We need some. We need to really, really. What we need to do right now is not blame and, and shame. But in my opinion, is but rather to invest heavily in a pivoting the posture in the public health landscape for kids, and b investing heavily in kids' mental health. They're yeah, suffering are, 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 immensely. Are, are, are you from, uh, familiar with Dr. Cyril Wecht? No. Okay, he's a pathologist. You look him up. He's been around. He's, he's 90 years old. He was involved in the Kennedy assassination, and he argued against the, uh, the magic bullet theory. He's a, he's a, he's a world-renowned pathologist here in Pittsburgh. He's, all, he's okay, been great. all over network TV for 40 years, you know, whenever they needed an expert. I called him last May and asked him about people wearing masks outside, and he, he's he dropped about 15 F-bombs, and in in, this is not on the radio, but on the phone, and in, 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 in his reaction to the stupidity of it. And, and uh, he's, a, he's a, a world-renowned doctor, W-E-C-H-T. You can look him up. I, okay. I, I just don't who, – who, why are we, should we trust any of these people ever again? I don't I – don't, it's just well, – from what well, you read in this that piece, is, it's, they were wrong about everything. I mean, that's the problem is we need, we need to restore trust in our, in our institutions. I mean, you know, again, I live in Washington, D.C. We've seen trust eroded every which way in, in this town and across the country. Um, we need to restore trust in, you know, in a lot of different ways. But right now what we need to do is invest in our kids. We need to get them unmasked. We need to look them in the face address the faces behind the mask and say, how are you doing? What can I do to help get them the therapy they need get them out on the playing fields on the, in the sandboxes, you know, realizing, yep. you know, their broad human needs and, and really, really reengaging in life. And then, and then we hey, need doctor, parents to be able to not be so anxious. We need parents I'm, I'm to not time. be so anxious. Doctor, I really appreciate you coming on. Great piece in the Washington Post. Dr. Lucy McBride, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. Bye. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. It was an employee who opened fire at a California rail yard serving Silicon Valley, killing eight people. Authorities say the suspect is dead. The shooting took place in San Jose at a transit control center. Sheriff spokesman Deputy Russell Davis says the suspect was an employee of the Valley Transportation Authority. He spoke to KTVU. This building is a VTA uh, control center, a Valley Transportation Authority control center. It is a hub that stores uh, multiple VTA trains and maintenance yard as well. Police first getting a call of a shooting this morning at 6 local time. 
Former Senator John Warner of Virginia has died. He was a former Navy secretary and first ran for the Senate in 1978. He held on to the seat for 30 years. On Wall Street, stocks are now mixed. The Dow is down 40 points and the Nasdaq ahead 86. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. I've got an article taking Donald Trump to task by suggesting that there's evidence out there that says the coronavirus originated in a lab. I thought it was a pangolin. Well, maybe not. And even Fauci evidently is starting to pump the brakes on that narrative. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. It's fun. Finally, time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking at a typically busy Friday, just really a lot of volume all over the place. Parkway East outbound congested Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Looks like at least a 10-minute delay. Also about an extra 10 minutes inbound County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge on the Parkway West. About a 5-minute delay inbound Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 
Inbound 28, hanging on to some slowdowns. Fox Chapel Road to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Severe thunderstorm watch is in effect through this evening. A thunderstorm or two in the area early this evening. Any thunderstorm can bring downpours, damaging winds, and hail. Turning out partly cloudy and cool late tonight, the low 55. Tomorrow, pleasant, less humid with sunshine and patchy clouds, high 74. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a little rain late, low 55. Cloudy and cool Friday with periods of rain, high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Yeah, it's hard to find any subject these days that doesn't eventually lead to a discussion of race. Um, the word racist seems to have lost a lot of its meaning and power, and I'm sure you're aware of the movement afoot to change how we all feel about America, and if you're white, how you feel about your whiteness. Uh, it's critical race theory, the notion that America's founding can be traced back to the first boat full of slaves that arrived in 1619. That's called the 1619 Project. Uh, Bob Woodson is a veteran of the civil rights movement and a black man. He, uh, he countered the 1619 Project with something called 1776 Unites. He's also the author of a new book. It's called Red, White, and Black, Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. And Bob joins us now. Thanks for being here, Bob. Again, we've had you Seems on before. Be I appreciate it. So uh, before we get to your book, what is 70, uh, 1776 Unites? 1776 is Unites is a group, uh, a program of the Woodson Center uh, that I brought together two years ago to counter what the New York Times Magazine uh, authors, Nicole Hannah-Jones, did to define America uh, by 1619 when the first slaves arrived. America is being incurably racist and all uh, white people suffer from privilege and all black people are victims. I don't know where you go once you've reframed the history, but we think it's a false history. And since they are using the uh, blacks as a messenger, we thought the counter messenger should be black as well. So I brought mm-hmm. together 28 primarily black scholars and activists, and we put together a, a, a series of essays, 28 of them, that makes the case well, America's real founding is when the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, and that black America has never been defined by uh, America's uh, birth defect of slavery, but we uh, are defined by our response to slavery and discrimination, and that is through resilience and self-determination. Uh, and so that's what's outlined in our book. Yeah, I, I read a lot uh, of uh, Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell uh, on the subject of slavery and the, and the legacy of slavery. And uh, Walt, Walter Williams, uh, the late, great Walter Williams, uh, talked about it a lot. And, and he gave plenty of, indica- of, of examples of things that have happened over throughout history since slavery went away and the progress that black people made since. And he made a lot of arguments to show that uh, they, that, that there, there were uh, there was recovery from slavery, and it's gotten worse now than it was uh, 50 years ago, in a lot of ways. And you're right. And slavery has nothing See, to do the, with the it. Great, the great lie that the 1619 Project tells is that a lot of the conditions facing many low-income black communities of out uh, crime, out of wedlock, birth somehow that these. Uh, problems are related to a legacy of slavery and discrimination, and it's just a lie. So what we do, we provide evidence 
of uh, immediately after slavery, um, there was a, a survey of six major plantations. They found that 75% of even slave families had a man and a woman raising children. And a mm -hmm. nuclear family uh, was, was de de described us for 100 years. Uh, and, and at the times when we were denied access to banks and, and lending, we established our own banks, our own Wall Streets, our own hotels, our own unit. We, we built a hundred and a hundred colleges and universities by the year 1920. And so in our book, we, we talk about blacks have been defined not just by what the opposition was, but what we were able to do in the face of opposition. And that's something, a history that is being denied our children, black and white. So we're in this book, we tell an accurate picture of uh, blacks in America. We're talking to Bob Woodson, and the book is Red, White, and Black, Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. Uh, has the spread of the 1619 Project been slowed down at all, uh, despite all the mistakes that have been exposed by people like you and others? It really has. For instance, we developed uh, at, at, the, at the Woodson Center a, a school curriculum that we released about 10 lessons so far so that school systems and educators will have accurate history. We have 11,000 downloads in just three weeks for our curriculum. It's uh, uh, available free. 1619 have 4,500 downloads over the course of a year. Wow. Um, our book right now was number one seller after just one week on Amazon. It was the number one seller. Why do you suppose then, that is, Bob? I mean, I, I know you think you wrote a good book and all that, but I mean, that's, that's, uh, why, is it, why is it resonating like that? Because uh, Americans, black and white, are, are, are supportive of our nation. And they're looking, they're thirsty for evidence to support uh, their belief that America you have people of color from all over the world risking their lives to come here because of the freedom that we have enjoyed. We are the only nation on the face of the earth that ever fought a war to end slavery. We're the only nation that has an emancipation proclamation. Nobody, whether it's a nation or a person, should be defined by a birth defect that slavery was. No one is acknowledging that it was, it was horrible and cruel but none of us should be defined by the worst that we ever were when we were younger. And nor should a nation. America is a country of redemption and second chances. And most blacks and whites want to read about the truth. So it's about truth-telling, and that's why people are flocking to buy this book. Do you think the, the 1619 Project is more popular with white liberals than it is with black people in general? This is really a fight among white people using blacks as a surrogate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, the, the, the image that blows my mind is a white woman with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt punching a black woman pushing a child in a stroller who's in a Trump rally. Yeah. And yet there's no <laughs> outrage by that. Yeah. You don't see a lot of Black Lives Matter flowers in the, uh, flags in the black community. This is a fight between radical left and, and, and uh, uh, whites who are merely using blacks as a proxy. They don't care about George Floyd or justice for blacks. 
the very fact that the Black Lives Matter in, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, talking about justice for blacks, they burned down black businesses. Mm-hmm. They yeah. burned down black, and in Portland, Oregon, they, they were condemning the nuclear family. They burned uh, the books. They burned the Bible. And they also burned the American flag. So these people are just using, they're like a parasite on the rich legacy of the civil rights movement. Well, you know, I've not done any scientific studies on this, Bob, but I'm a white guy, and I'm uh, probably close to, I'm not that much younger than you are. I know that you've been around a while, and so have I. Um, I, I look at what's going on, and uh, then the big picture that I get is that this is not good for black people. What, what's happening is not helping in any way the way white people I mean, I hate talking just in generalizations, like in, in general terms like this, but it it's not helping, and it's going to be it's very much counterproductive as as uh, it applies to how white people in general view black people in general. It's just not it's not helping. It's making things it's not at helping, some point. But you have some middle class blacks who are these race hustlers who are making millions out of the pain and suffering of low income blacks. After all, when you Eighty percent of black Americans surveyed do not support defunding the police. They want to increase police. And yet Mm -hmm. um, the people on the radical left continue to say they are for defunding the police. But when I see Michelle Obama uh, refuse to to be protected by the Secret Service, when I see Maxine Waters leaves her her $3 million home, with police escort coming to a rally, when I see all of these officials who are yelling defund the police shed their security uh, patrol, then I'll believe them. Um, are there a lot of black scholars out there uh, and other black people in, in prominent positions who are pushing against this stuff but just aren't being heard because the media... Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I have... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm never invited on CNN or ABC or CBS. I have not. I have been invited. No, they're, they're trying to silence us through indifference. But, but the very fact that our book is the number one seller on Amazon, uh, we've had two major book suppliers sell out because of the demand. Mm-hmm. Sell out. In one week, this book has just been released on the 18th of the month, and it's sold out. Well, your book, you is, yeah, your book is called Red, White, and Black, Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. Uh, is a rescue still possible? Yes, it is. is. Absolutely. How, how hard is it going to be to stop this train rolling down the track? Because it seems to me, maybe it's just because of what I see in the media. Maybe, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's not as widespread as I think it is, but it, it seems like I a really pretty... I really think that the, oversight has, uh, the other side has engaged in the overreach, and I think there's going to be a real pushback. There is already a pushback. We've got some school boards and uh, races around the country where those mm-hmm. who push back against critical race theory have won seats on school boards, and you're going to see a, a, a same kind of reaction all over this country. You'll see it. We're doing everything we can at the Woodson Center to help that process along. Uh, what is the We've effect of the... We've organized 2,500 black mothers 
in, in uh, seven states who have lost children to urban violence, and they are the ones supporting the police. See, you know, this gets me back to the media now again. Um, and and if, if, if you are 100% wrong in everything that you're saying, uh, if nothing that you're saying is, is, is uh, based on anything that's uh, worth uh, repeating, um, the, the, uh, as, a, as, some, as someone who works in the media and has worked in the media all my life, you are a good story. And just the fact that they, they don't see what you're doing as a good story, just separating what, what the story is, it's, it's, it's good television. How, do they, how does CNN and MSNBC not think it's good to have you on to discuss what you're discussing with me right now? Well, because they put their, their, their partisan uh, ideological uh, values ahead of good reporting. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's the answer. What is the effect? Uh, speaking of the media, what what is the effect of the treatment that George Floyd has gotten from the media and politicians uh, since he's, his death, all the way to uh, to the president? I mean, I mean, politicians... I, I just think it's shameful that a a guy like George Floyd, no one should be uh, be treated that way. But but he's not Rosa Parks, right? But the president sees the family as if he's a, a martyr, and this shows you the sad state of this uh, of, uh, of this nation that they would martyr a person like George Floyd, who has been a chronic thug. Yeah, well, what is the effect of it, though, Bob? I mean, for young black well, kids who see this, what what how's it going? Well, what's uh, the effect on them? Yeah, uh, well, it, it's to, it's to encourage them. It's, in other words. They feel that it exempts them some personal responsibility, and that's why this vilification of police, which resulted in a major police are are losing uh, are are leaving police jobs, they're retiring early, and as a consequence, the the communities that are most vulnerable are the low income black community, and that's why you've seen a surge in black on black homicide because it's directly related to the vilification of the police. But the Al Sharptons and the uh, others, middle-class people who you see on television, they don't have to suffer the consequence of a lack of police because they live in gated communities that hire private police. Well, I've I've been a white guy all my life, uh, but it's only been recently that I've been asked, I haven't necessarily been asked personally, but white people in general uh, are being asked to uh, explain or apologize for their whiteness. What about whiteness? When did that be? That, what, I don't know what the hell that, that is. I really don't. You know. Well, in fact, I think I, I, I told people I'm getting myself certified as a, as a racial exorcist. So I can just wave <laughs> my hands over your head. And, and have have you freed of that? I well, think I'm going to uh, get in on the race hustle. Right. Well, you know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Mark Lamont Hill. He's a liberal uh, academic, and oh, he's, yeah, uh, I know who he he's got a, he's got a TV show somewhere. He had Chris Rufo on. I'm sure you're familiar with him too. He's been campaigning yeah. hard against the uh, the 1619 project and critical race theory. He had him on his show yesterday, and he asked him what his favorite thing was about being white. That was his question for Chris Rufo. And, he, and Chris Rufo is supposed to come up with an answer to that. 
I mean, that is just so stupid. Beyond, you know. Yeah. But, but I hope Chris Rufo answered him the right oh, way. Oh, he, he answered it very well. He said, "I don't look at myself as white or black." He said, "I, you know, I don't. That's not something I think about." Why would you? In other words, it was a stupid question. And, um, I, and I would have said, "Why? Why would you ask such a stupid question?" That's what I would have said. Why would you ask such a stupid question? I think he would yeah. have been confounded if Griffel had said, why would you ask me such a stupid question? Now, he kind of said that. If you, uh, you could probably find it online if you look for it. Mark Lamont Hill and Chris Rufo. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Uh, he basically told him that he wasn't going to uh, um, even address the question. It was too stupid. He didn't use, might not have word, used the word stupid, but that's basically what he said. Uh, um, so I got about 30 seconds left here, Bob. I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, where are you going next with this? What's the next thing we're going to see here? Well, we are going to be uh, convening our groups uh, of black moms around the country, and we're going to be reaching out to the, the white moms uh, who are lot of Appalachia and low-income white communities who've lost their children to prescription drugs, and we're going to be talking about common ground, both both groups are losing their children. We need to come together across race lines to figure out how we can save our children. The book is uh, Red, White, and Black, Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. The author is Bob Woodward. Thanks, or Woodson, I'm sorry. Thanks for being on the show, uh, Bob. Always good to have you on. Hope to have you on again. Thank you. And thank you. Appreciate it. All right. And right, and we'll be right back. Through generations of fighting, anger, and pain, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is still one of the most contentious and misunderstood issues of our time. Raising the question, is it possible to truly love your enemy? In the new film, Hope in the Holy Land, filmmaker Todd Moorhead discovers the truth behind the headlines and misinformation with personal stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians in their own words offering a beautifully produced, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides of the conflict. Bishop Kenneth Ulmer says the movie is embarrassingly enlightening. Ambassador Michael Oren calls it a candid, courageous journey through the complexities of the conflict. Hope in the Holy Land takes an honest look at the history and history in the making as you've never seen before. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA, and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. That's regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800 716 8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG.
I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I hope you were listening to Dr. Lucy McBride, who uh, co-authored a piece in the Washington uh, uh, Post um, th- uh, today. Uh, because I want to read this sentence what are, what were the recommendations? She is, along with uh, several other medical people, uh, wrote this piece, and she this is this is a sentence directly from the piece. They should also do away with plexiglass barriers, plexiglass barriers, face shields, and deep cleaning, which were never supported by science. That is that's one of the most astounding sentences that I've. I've read in the last six months. I mean, I've heard that before that it's not supported, but this this, this is just very casually and simply put. Yeah, you know, they might want to get rid of those plexiglass barriers and the face shields and the deep cleaning because they don't do any good. They made these kids wear f- face masks. They separated them in class. They also said that uh, they found that lower classroom density was associated with higher rates of infection. The more kids that were in the class, the less chance there was of somebody being affected. They kept the kids out of school. They made them wear masks. They had a girl collapse on the finish line up in Oregon while she was running in a track meet. The stupidity of all this is beyond comprehension. It's mind-numbing. And as I've, I've been saying this for 10 months, when this is over, the story will be who overreacted the most. And the answer might be everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is just unbelievable. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.